0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles.
1: Second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. Quick pass caught by Kittle.
2: He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. What is happening? Hey, man. Picked up a bunch of beer from Cooper this weekend. Oh, hell yeah. Big Cooperage guy. Big Cooperage guy. Drinking Kurt. It is a single hop pale ale, and it is delicious. Oh, nice! It's a little warm. It's a good way to beat the heat. Is go with the uh, the pale oh, ale because it's not always always IPA weather, even though an IPA yeah, is always. Yeah, no, I basic.
1: think a, I think a just basic pale ale is very underrated in the in the IPA kind of culture. Yeah, it's like there's this need to drink just the heaviest, hoppiest thing at all times and don't get me wrong i like a heavy hoppy ipa every now and then but when it's hot out and you're trying to beat the heat um i i really really love just a pale ale just a really solid pale a west coast ipas are good for the summer too
2: yeah i was at a i was at russian russian river too and had a apical dominance which was mm. a very light, refreshing, but super flavorful IPA. Russian River kills it, but Cooperage does too. I'm drinking Kurt, and it's like, I mean, I love this beer because it tastes good, but it's also got my buddy's face on the label. And they, his Normal. name's Charlie. He's, a, uh, he's an investor and a bartender there. And they basically made him into like sort of a Simpsons character, but they called him Kurt because there was a review written about Cooperage. Um, I think it was in the San Francisco Chronicle, but it was also in uh, on Yelp. And on the label, they put this Yelp review, and they said, "Hipster warehouse and high decibel rock music between the Kurt bartender and the brews. I tried, but I left underwhelmed." And uh, and then it's a picture above with Kurt uh, making a hand signal that's that's covered by by the label of the beer, but it's just. Uh, it's just a great place. Highly recommend going up to Cooperage if you're in Santa Rosa. Lots of good beer in Santa Rosa, but Cooperage especially.
1: Hey, free, free. ads. Free ads.
2: Why not?
1: <laughs> we'll uh, yeah. were, were. we we were, we'll get to the 49ers here in a little bit. The 49ers made a bunch of roster moves today. This is Candlestick Chronicles, 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're live on Locker Room. If you have any questions for us, 49ers or otherwise, hit us up in the chat. We're uh, We're just kind of hanging out today. Uh, I was watching Nets Celtics earlier, and I didn't put a wager down prior to the game because the line was uh, Brooklyn minus 12 and a half in a closeout game in Brooklyn. And that just felt like a really high number. Mm -hmm. And big numbers like that in hoops always scare me because it could be 20 with three minutes left. And then the teams empty their benches, and the losing team's bench is playing for more pride than the winning team's bench, and they cut it to you know twelve with a with a three pointer at the end or something silly like that.
2: Right, that Uh, happens a lot.
1: Yeah, so I was watching the game, just seeing if I could get a feel, and it started to feel like the Celtics were going to pull away a little bit. So I checked the live line, and the live line was uh, fourteen. And I was like, okay, I like that. You know, I like that number fine, given how I think the way this game is going to go. And then I tried to bet it, and it changed to 12.5. Like, great. That's even better. The odds didn't change. So I took the 12.5, and I've been sweating that out. But uh, Brooklyn's now up 17 with 220 left. Although uh, some net that I don't recognize just gave the ball away, and now it's a 15 point <laughs> game. But anyways, I'm going to be sweating this out. For the next two minutes, because I've got uh, Brooklyn minus 12 and a half.
2: What's uh, um, that? Yeah, but I've I've I went through a very brief spell uh, betting on basketball and came to the mm. conclusion that it was it was not meant for me because I had a bunch of just really bad beats and situations exactly like you're talking about.
1: Um, I had I had one in uh, it's down to 13, by the way. Uh, I, <laughs> I had one Jason Tatum still in the game. Still trying. Good for him. Oof. I had I had the first time I ever bet on basketball I was in Reno for the Super Bowl. We go out, my my family does a big Super Bowl trip been in Reno every year. And I did a 7 team parlay uh with 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 point spreads, not money lines, with point spreads. And I had a couple really epic comebacks to to cover games. I was 6 for 6 and the 76ers were on a back-to-back West Coast swing. They beat the Warriors. I believe this is 2018. And they beat the Warriors. And then the next night played the Kings. And I was like, oh, well, they're going to handle the Kings just fine. And the Kings won outright to blow my parlay. Um, And I had had a lot of beer. And I was really, really upset about it. And I went on this rampage on Twitter against the 76ers. Of course you did. And just how awful they are and how they're (laughs) trash and the process sucks and their failure of an organization all this stuff.
2: It was uh cost you like twenty five bucks or what? No, no, not even
1: that. <laughs> not even that. But it was it was like it was it was a five dollar bet, but it was to win like two fifty.
2: okay, gotcha. Um
1: so and, and I mean at that time I could I would have loved to have two hundred and fifty dollars to sure. hang out sure. in Reno with. Uh but yeah, so um had to do some tweet deleting the next morning. That was yeah. also the night I bought a Nick Young Warriors jersey, which still sits in my closet. Oh really? Yeah. Which one? With the one town.
2: You... Okay. The first one?
1: Yeah. Just yeah, the with, the, with the tree logo. Yeah. And the okay. town across the top. Yeah. Very, Pretty very cool. dope. I have the Andre Godala one in that as well.
2: Oh um, John and uh David in the chat. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Um Yeah, it was uh it wasn't. Did you did you get up to anything this weekend? We got the Niners have OTAs, but I, you worked all weekend. Oh yeah, you yeah. were on the radio, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I had a show on Sunday and, and then Friday. I had, I had a show Friday right on thirteen twenty in Sacramento. That was really cool. I got to fill in for Damian Barling and and Kenny Caraway. No big deal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got to do that Friday, Saturday. Um, hung out. Didn't do a lot. And then Sunday had a show and then I worked Monday because working holidays, you get that comp day, which you can use on a day that's not a holiday, mm. which is a really good strategy. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm supposed to go to Vegas in July, so I might use a comp day to, to head out a little early for that. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Just a free day off that I get to I've heard. Uh, I've, hang heard out
2: with. I've heard Blue Wire is doing some things in Vegas.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I, I believe we'll be doing shows from there in the not so distant future.
2: Yeah, for those who don't know, uh Blue Wire is currently constructing or it's being constructed a um podcast studio that we can record at in the win. It's basically in the lobby of the win. So there's the it's it looks like a state of the art setup. There's probably gonna be video involved. Um so it's gonna be an opportunity for for us to get out there and and do some pods and meet some people and uh enjoy enjoy some of the fruits of Vegas. Yeah. Um What did you do this weekend? I know you golfed. I did play golf. How'd you um play? I went up to Santa Rosa like I said some some buddies of mine um we all rented a, a house up in Windsor. Um another friend of mine had a pool party during uh during the Champions League game, so they had like an outdoor TV set up right next to the pool. Um and very much enjoyed that as a uh, as a chelsea supporter it was it was just a whole lot of fun to to see how that went um and then yeah played golf on sunday was terrible on the front and ended up shooting an 85 which i was okay with um
1: hey i'm not asking you about golf anymore
2: okay why well, it was terrible on the front shot an 85 like <laughs> i was bad i doubled my first two holes you
1: shot at 85 <laughs> it was like what do you I, no. no, no no i no, was
2: no. <laughs> i was nine over on the front and four over on the back i think something like that but i was i, I started to click at the turn
1: good i'm happy for
2: you man Thanks. still aiming That's to break hunger over me. here you will you'll get there i've been playing yeah, for for a decade
1: no, much. I know, and I started. I when I go to I'm going to the range more often now, and I'm I'm taking more video, and I'm learning a lot just uh, just by watching myself rather than trying to have my friends watch me and and fix yeah. my swings. So, yeah. anyways, let's talk about the 49ers. OTAs tomorrow,
2: or OTAs yeah. on, on More Monday. open OTAs. Yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, we'll be uh, at practice. Um, hopefully it'll be more eventful than last week. There wasn't really a whole lot to take away from last week, other than. Like we talked about, just the buy-in, everybody being there, which was kind of surprising. Um, but I imagine it will be similar tomorrow. I'm curious to see what, you know, what the quarterback reps shake out to be um, in full team drills, given there were only like 10 full team drills in total uh, last week when we watched. So maybe they double that. Maybe we'll get to see more of a sample size with Trey Lance running actual football plays uh, with 11 defenders on the field. But, you know, I, re- I really don't know what to expect. So it'll be um, we'll we'll talk about it later in the week. We have a guest idea um, that we're not going to spoil, but hopefully it's going to be somebody else who is at the practice with us. So we'll be able to talk to that person about it, potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there what are you looking what are you look, looking for um, tomorrow when when you get up, when you get your front and center view at, a, at Santa Clara from the sidelines? Can't wait
1: to be there. Fingers <laughs> crossed they're not on the far field again. <laughs> I hate that. No, I think, I, 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 for real, I think that the biggest thing with OTAs, because they are taking them light, is just like no news is good news. If it's mm. just a non-notable practice outside of, oh, Trey Lance got first team reps, that would be really notable, obviously. But I don't think we're going to see that. I'm I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of the same. And as as long as there's nothing, you know, super notable, like, uh, hey, this player didn't didn't show up or wasn't available or this player left early. Like, that's the kind of stuff you don't want to see uh, if they can simply get through the OTAs without anything super fascinating happening. I think that's probably a, a positive step.
2: Yeah. It, and the, the the context with OTAs is that we only get one practice a week and they're having three right. or four. Right. So what we see one day might not be the case for another day. And and access to coaches is, is pretty limited right now. So we're going to get pretty limited answers. So I, I would just, you know, caution everybody into reading into everything that Get said or written about OTAs because you know it's it's a relatively small sample that we get to watch and we don't really know what's happening on the practice field behind the scenes. Um, but you know, like if it'll be notable if Jimmy Garoppolo has a bad practice, right? And I'm not really expecting that because OTAs are not particularly hard for quarterbacks and they're not right. <laughs> asked to do a whole lot. Um, and you know, Nick Bosa is not going to be out there. D Ford's not going to be out there. It's not going to be overly physical, especially in the trenches. So, um, but if it's, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance throws a bunch of interceptions, then that's going to be an issue. Um, I, I am curious if, I know our guy Brian in the chat just mentioned the receivers. I am curious if anything that happens during the off-season program influences their Julio Jones decision. Right. Like if they are like in the midst of evaluating their receivers, trying to figure out how things are going to shake out come training camp. And if anything they see on the practice field is going to sway them either way. Right. Like is, you know, for example, like maybe Juwan Jennings looks awesome. Right. And I'm not saying he does or he will. But maybe that's maybe they get somebody um, from the back end of the depth chart that plays really well and is like, huh, you know, maybe we should see what this guy's got um before we make a trade like this or you know right. maybe there's a group of those guys um and you know it, it might be unlikely and it, and it could also be that th- the other receivers just aren't impressive at all and then that sort of you know kicks Kyle Shanahan in the behind a little bit to say like hey I can't believe I just said behind on a, on a podcast kicks Kyle Shanahan you can, in the you ass, say a ass bit. on
1: this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah well, there you I'll, go.
2: I'll say ass like the idea kicks Kyle Shanahan in the ass and he decides all right the back end of my receiving core isn't any good. Let's go give up a second and a third or a second and a fourth for, for Julio and just make this thing happen. Right. And so we, we talked about all the reasons for getting Julio Jones on the last pod we did and even going back to last week on our locker room. But um, I am curious to see how that shakes out and like, you know, how healthy is Debo Samuel, right? Is he in shape? Um, we We haven't really gotten to see and we haven't, You know, we've only gotten to talk to Kyle Shanahan once, and so much of it is, you know, so much of that access is about the quarterback situation. We don't get to dive into the minutiae like we would in training camp when Shanahan talks more frequently.
1: Yeah, and I can't imagine there's a lot to say about the receivers in OTAs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I'm I'm just curious if, like, if anything's happening behind the scenes that is going to change that Julio Jones decision or not.
0: And maybe right. it isn't,
2: but I'm I'm fascinated to see how that shakes out because I do think the 49ers have a real chance if they if they want to go down that road, particularly to keep them away from the Seahawks because it sounds like the Rams are going to be out.
1: Yeah, and uh, John Clayton, who's who does a radio show in Seattle and is pretty plugged in, was on 95.7 The Game in San Francisco and said he doesn't think the Seahawks are actually involved. Oh, interesting. Uh, in the in the Julio Jones stuff, at least not at, not at the price of a first round pick. We'll see if. We'll see if it's a later round pick, if that, if that changes. But he, he seemed pretty confident that uh, reports that they'd deal a first rounder are, are,
0: are out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: uh just some housekeeping in 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 sticking with the wide receiver theme uh here's a hilarious joke the 49ers signed jones
2: huh? a, a receiver named jones yeah hey it's not julio though is it
1: no that's oh, the joke <laughs> super hilarious and original <laughs> i think i i have a 49ers tab on on tweet deck uh-huh. where i have just any anybody who tweets regularly about the or reports regularly on the 49ers uh is is there and i bet i saw that tweet 46 times just like yeah. oh 49ers signed jones or wide receiver jones no, not that one all right yeah <laughs> anyways his name's andy jones uh, i believe he has 11 receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown in his career um
2: He's he hasn't played time in a. Hasn't, yeah, hasn't appeared in a game since 2018. Is really yeah, the thing d- that kind of stuck out to me.
1: Detroit, Houston, are the two teams that he has spent his brief NFL career with, I don't think that moves takes them out of the Julio Jones sweepstakes. It's just <laughs> look, <laughs> I followed the NFL really close and i'm i'm guessing you're in the same boat here i don't want to speak for you but i'm i'm guessing you're in the same boat we follow the nfl really close when there's a player that i've just out and out just never even heard their name before that's difficult to do yeah Yeah. so when it said andy jones is like oh is this a like undrafted free agent like well who is this guy i saw he's had a career It's like whoa
2: yeah I'm looking at his pro football reference page and you can scroll down and check out the transactions. He's been cut signed and waived like 30 different times. Hmm. Um, kind of sort of, sort of like, uh, Josh Johnson who was released today and we can, or housekeeping that that, I guess. But, um, like, you know how Josh Johnson, like in 2014 and, um, back when, uh, earlier in Jim Harbaugh's tenure, when he was like up and down from the roster all the time, that's sort of what, what's uh... up with, with Andy Jones. He's like gone from the practice squad to cut, to wait, to sign, to um wave, to cut, to practice squad. Like there, I, I don't even want to count the transactions on PFR and they don't even have all of them. Um,
1: it's, the so. way, it's it's how teams used to keep a guy on the roster without adding him full time. They would add him to the roster on game day. And then there would be like another player that they would cut and then add to the practice squad, and then cut the player from the roster. They'd clear waivers, and then they'd add him back to the practice squad. is a weird is a weird thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, point being, um, I think Andy Jones is most likely to be a camp body.
1: Yeah, that's what it seems like. More housekeeping. You mentioned Josh Johnson has been let go. We speculated that would probably be the case. Uh, Five quarterbacks is untenable and four quarterbacks is honestly a lot. San Francisco probably winds up keeping three.
2: Go ahead. Untenable is a a dramatic word. Thanks. And (laughs) Johnson. Do you think there was beef in the quarterback room because there were five or do you think it's just a matter of reps?
1: Just a matter of reps. Okay. It, It just, Josh Johnson, like incredible career that he hung around as long as he did, but he's 37.
2: You don't want to recklessly speculate about drama in the quarterback room and whether or not Kyle Shanahan's handling everything okay.
1: Uh, spoiling later in this week's pod, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. <sighs> J- no Johnson. Johnson was the guy. I think if if you were were putting odds on it, he was he was the odds on favorite to be the guy to to go early. Yeah. Uh, before camp, so not yeah. a huge surprise there. In fact, I'm I'm honestly surprised he lasted as long as he did on the roster. Daniel Holmes Lance, was also
2: waived. Yeah, Trey, uh, tight end. Real. Yeah, real quick. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo were the only two quarterbacks to get reps during full team right. drills. albeit the 10 of them that they had last week um, in the one session open to reporters. But that just sort of shines a light on the lack of reps that are available. And I'm guessing during training camp, really, only three quarterbacks are going to get reps. Right. Um, right. So that's how it's going to work. I was just uh, kidding when I talked when I was recklessly speculating about drama, <laughs> by the way. I
1: know. Daniel Helm, the tight end, also gone. And in that vein, uh, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network, I believe it was, reported that Delaney Walker, former 49ers tight end, who made the Pro Bowl three times for the Tennessee Titans, is going to work out for San Francisco uh, tomorrow. Walker did not play last season. He, I believe, broke his ankle the previous year. Uh, I've got to get his injury stuff exactly straight, but uh, he was a player that I mean, if, if you're a 49er fan, you're you're probably pretty familiar with Delaney Walker. Yeah, he played one game in 2018, only played seven games in 2019, didn't play at all last year. Um, but he had a few really good years for the Titans. Uh, Super durable
2: for a long time before those two years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Played in Fourteen or more games every year, except his rookie year. So from '07 to 2017, an 11 year stretch where he played 14 yeah. plus games every year is is pretty remarkable. And like I said, he was he was excellent for the Titans, really their top guy there uh, for a while as a as a pass catcher. So uh, I think Jordan Reed's name kind of comes to mind when you figure. All right, let's say they sign Walker. How does he fit? Um. Hey. Exactly like Jordan that. Reed does. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Four. He's 35, 36
2: now? He'll be yeah, 30... 37 in August. Yeah, he'll turn 37 in August. So it's certainly not a sure thing that they sign him, or he would make the team even if they did sign him. Right. Um, yeah, I think your, Jord- your Jordan Reed point is correct in that the Niners were – taking a flyer on Reed and hoping he could provide something. And when he was healthy, he could, but he was really limited by injuries, which isn't a surprise. And like Jordan Reed, uh, Delaney Walker did not play last season. So Jordan Reed going into last year, didn't play the year before because of concussion issues. Um, Delaney Walker opted out because of, because of COVID stuff. And, um, so, you know, you look at 24, 2014 through 2017, 890 yards, um, Nearly 1,100 yards in 2015, 800 yards in 2016, and 807 yards in 2017. Um, 36 career touchdowns. I mean, just a hell of a career, really, for a guy that, you know, when the 49ers drafted him in the sixth round in 20- 2006. Wow, I can't believe it's been that long. I know. The expectations weren't exactly high, but he, he, for there was a stretch there. Like you said, he was one of the best tight ends in the league. Super athletic, good blocker. Um would definitely make sense, but again, thirty-seven years old, probably just a flyer at this point.
1: Yeah. So, just real quick, in twenty eighteen, first game of the year, he suffered a dislocated ankle that uh, also fractured his ankle, and then he dealt with an ankle injury the, all the following year, which is why he was limited to only seven games. Yeah. He's honestly, I, I just aside from what the forty ers like, Walker's career has just been like really remarkable like two separate careers he played for the 49ers for seven years and caught 123 balls for 1400 yards and eight touchdowns but was mostly you know kind of a a move tight end a really good blocker uh who it was very clear there was a larger role for him out there which is why he exited in free agency and signed a signed a nice contract with the titans in 2013 And there he really like blossomed into this pass catching three time pro bowl tight end who got a hundred plus targets in four consecutive years. It's a like really incredible, like usually you would think that would go the other way where he's this really productive receiver before he turns 30. And then after he turns 30, he's kind of more limited as to a, to a blocker and, and and not as much as a pass catcher, but he kind of reversed it. I just, I've, I've always thought that he's just a fascinating, fascinating player.
2: And Um, now the 49ers are working him out. There's a really fascinating conversation to have. um, Oh, okay. About whether or not the 49ers made the right decision in deciding to stick with Vernon Davis after 2012 and letting Delaney Walker leave in free agency because 2013 through 2017, Delaney Walker had 356 catches for 4,156 yards and 26 touchdowns Mm -hmm. over the same stretch. Uh, Let's see. 2013 through 2017. Yeah. Vernon Davis was traded twice. 203 catches, uh, 2,721 yards, 20 touchdowns. So at the time it would have been complete. Maybe not completely insane, but at the time you could have there there was a case to be made like hey maybe you let Vernon Davis go cash out in free agency and maybe you keep Delaney Walker and uh, in I mean in hindsight I think that's that's what the numbers say right that's that's the data we have obviously Vernon was a better player leading up to that point but Vernon hit Vernon hit a pretty steep decline there like 2014 yeah. 26 catches 245 yards 2015 yeah,
1: 38 catches,
2: 400 yards. Like,
1: the fascinating thing is that 2013 was one of his best seasons.
2: Yeah.
1: He had 52 catches, 850 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Like, he just looked dominant. And at that point, it's like, all right, yeah, Delaney Walker might go have a, you know, a nice role somewhere, but, but Vernon Davis is still one of the best tight ends in the league. And then, like you just laid out, he just (laughs) fell off a cliff.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. There are injuries and a lot of weird stuff happening with the Niners organization, but, um, and put it this way, I, I I heard this from a very high-ranking Forty ers official, um, just sort of talking off the cuff, uh, off the record, I should say. At, at mm-hmm. one point, this was a few years ago now, so I don't I don't feel bad talking about it. Um, but they brought this up, saying like, "Man, you know what? Like, we probably should have let Vernon go and kept Delaney instead." And well, I thought about. It, I was like, "That's insane!" And then I went and looked at the numbers. I was like, "No, oh, that's that's a pretty good point."
1: No, like I don't think I don't think that's wrong at all. Like it's it's in fact it's very obviously the right the it's right. It's a thing, hindsight is time, twenty twenty thing. Right, obviously. But at the time, it, it, did, I I I remember tweeting about this as a twenty two year old when he signed elsewhere. I tweeted a photo of him dropping a pass and was like, thanks for the memories, Delaney, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what his he was, hands weren't great. He's a really good blocker, but it was like, yeah, he's probably not going to be a super reliable pass catcher and not worth the kind of money he's going to go get on the open market. Yeah. Like, I very vividly remember believing that. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty. They should have kept, kept him because he was clearly... Uh, had a had a better career ahead of him from that point than than Vernon did but at the time it was a no-brainer
2: yeah yeah I mean it it, yeah it was a no-brainer in the sense of like all right Vernon's a good player he's pretty much a star Delaney's good (laughs) he's gonna get overpaid yeah and and there was you know the whole playoff situation after the 2011 season and what that play against new Orleans meant and all that stuff kind of a big
1: moment. Yeah. Letting, letting Vernon walk at that point. And like I said, he's still in 2013 was, was awesome. So, um,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah it just, it's just fascinated how it worked out, I guess is, is the point. Um, can I, I asked you why you said I was turning 48 on the internet today. there there were legitimately people who hey happy birthday by the way if i was turning 38 or 48 yeah i didn't say
1: that to you in person my my only acknowledgement of your birthday was my internet joke yeah so uh no i think it's a i think it's a very funny bit okay to call someone older than they are sure because everybody hates it (laughs) you are actually 34 yeah 34 Right, so you're actually 34. You're not old, but calling you. I feel I feel 15, pretty old. Fifteen years, nah. Uh, calling you. I mean, in sports terms, you're old, but what? Uh, <laughs> but I think that's great. I think the problem with with what I did was, and maybe this is an indictment on, on you. Uh, <laughs> the problem,
2: the problem Here's why was, my joke is your fault.
1: Yeah. The, the problem was 48 is not far enough removed from your real age. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like 48, it could be like, Oh, I, mean, I thought Chris is in his mid thirties. He looks great for 48 yeah you know like <laughs> yeah i should have said 65 yeah like, then now it's very would...
2: clear like yeah. oh ha, ha, ha. but uh he's he's an old soul i get right, it
1: right but the problem is is you look like you're in your mid-30s and i say 48 and it's oh, like that that bad huh it's like oh dang yeah. chris looks great for 40 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I digging myself a further hole? I'm going to well, delete the tweet now. <laughs> to say you
2: to say you look mid thirties is kind of a dig, which is I mean it's, no, it's fine. not? I, <laughs> no, you just look your age, Coach. All right, fair, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'll take great for 48.
1: That's that's fine.
2: And it's next year the, I'll uh, make
1: sure to vastly inflate the age.
2: No, it's it's all good. I'll make it like it's, 50. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I was um. Yeah, it was just like I woke up today thinking I was going to go to the DMV because one of the really nice things about the DMV is they decide that your legitimacy as a human that counts based on an ID card expires on your birthday. Right. Right, right. <laughs> Which I I didn't even realize until Friday. I went to buy alcohol and showed somebody my ID and they're like, "Oh, you better, you know, your your ID expires next week." And I was like, "Oh, man, I had I had literally no idea because You know, during the pandemic, details like that um, get away from you. Fortunately, I was able to to uh, get my ID renewed um, online without Mm. having to uh, to go to spend my birthday morning at the DMV. But um, yeah, that was uh, it's been a good day. It's it's a lot of people are reaching out. It's nice to hear from people. All
1: right, so you're having a beer. Did you have cake at all? Have you done any other sort of celebrating? Or are you a person who? It's like you went and hung out with your buddies this weekend. That was a celebration, and now your yeah, that was just
2: the the page turning. That was more or less a celebration. Anytime like my sure. I, I'm really lucky in that my birthday generally falls around Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So what I always try to do is just try to do some fun with my friends, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be birthday stuff. But like,
1: you turn it you know, into like Memorial
2: Day. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I'm not. sorry. Do that. that was a bad joke. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But no, I just I just try to hang out with people. And that's what I did. And, uh, you know, we you and I and, and our buddy Nick, our favorite cast member, we got a trip to Tahoe coming up. Mm. So that'll be fun, too. That won't you know, I'm not like a like I like hearing from people. And it's always nice to like when strangers would be like, oh, happy birthday. Like, I don't know. That's a nice thing. But um, but I'm more like I just want to do some fun with my friends that we would normally do. Like, I don't need everybody to be like, all right, get me a cake. Get me all that. That said, right. Um Tracy Sandler did did get some cupcakes delivered to my house today. What a gem. Um, so shout out to Tracy. One, what a one of terrific the people. human. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and so I'm gonna dig in on some of those when uh when this is all when this is all over. But Rough anything team. anything uh 49ers related we want to get to before we before we hop out of here?
1: I have I, I legitimately I, I have podcast topics in mind that we can get to kind of through this
2: portion of the off season. Yeah. Like after, but nothing, after nothing we that I want to get into right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's watch and practice tomorrow and then diet, take a deeper dive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, 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 I think too, uh, if we have our special guest on, we'll make sure to, to kind of grill that person too, about what, what they saw. Out at OTAs, but um, until then, I've got, I I literally have nothing else. I'm going to sit here and ramble about um, baseball parlays. Oh, are you? Yeah, no, not a good one today. (laughs) Tough scene for your boy. Um, Last I looked, I was (laughs) 0-4. Oh, on the parlays. Yeah, I went a little little four-way and I'm losing all of them. Check that only losing three out of the four because the fourth one has not started yet
2: yeah well you know why oh, the uh, the casinos keep expanding and uh, like Vegas builds more and more of them right yeah but it's not because people like us are are winning and taking a bunch of money
1: no for sure um, I'm also just kind of a <laughs> idiot so <laughs> um, well I think that's I got my nets you, minus
2: twelve and a half though oh you got it yeah,
1: yeah, the, okay, it was good. It was a little scary because it was 13. They uh, dribbled out the clock, the shot clock, but there was still seven seconds left on the game clock. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to suck if they just stand there and the Celtics go in and take a layup and make it 11. But they didn't. The Celtics dribbled it out as well. Good sportsmanship helped me win my wager.
2: Congrats to, uh, to betters all across the world. Thank you. With that development. We're going to get out of here now. Yeah, let's do it. Um, we will. Uh, so like I said, on Wednesday, we are watching practice uh, from OTAs. Hopefully Thursday, we will record um, another podcast TBD on the guest and whether or not we record on locker room or traditionally where it would just come out on Friday. But either way, there, there will be a pod on the feed on Friday and uh, hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, hope you had the best weekend, though. I had a really good weekend. I don't good. want to put myself above everybody else, um, but it's I had an, a very excellent weekend. I appreciate good. the kind words, um, even though I'm not all that removed from 48, according to you, mm. which is fine. But um, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> I look great for 48. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we'll talk to you guys later in the week, and I uh, appreciate everybody hanging out on Locker Room. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Candlestick Chronicles, Blue Wire Network, uh, shout out to everybody who, who's joining us and supporting the pod. We we greatly appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys later.
1: Our son's up 10 after a floater in the lane by
2: campaign campaign. Kind of a nice resurgent little story there in Phoenix, huh? Yeah. All right, let's go. Okay, we're out. See you guys. Goodbye.